Tonight, we celebrate the value of sport as a means of bringing together people from 71 nations and territories. Taken over and halfway, Green stretching it, Frederick's coming through, but the world team does it. Lincoln in 9.91 takes the Commonwealth game. Thompson comes in with Frederick's then Sevington, but it's Edo. Edo Bolden first, and he's run 988. Excuse me. Goodbye, Linford Christie. Hello, Atto. Everybody and welcome back to Off the Podium, a Commonwealth Games podcast, at least for the uh, coming month or so, as we kind of switch focus slightly. We're finished with Pyeongchang, we ignore the Paralympics, sorry about that, and we're on to the next big multi-sport event that features Australia and Canada, the Commonwealth Games, which are of course about to happen on the beautiful Gold Coast. Uh, very excited for these. I'm probably more excited than the other two on this podcast. I don't know, uh, but we thought we'd go, do a little bit of a preview episode today and talk up Commonwealth Games and what we can expect. Joining us from the Bid City, no doubt, for the 2030 Commonwealth Games in Emu Plains, it is Jared Lubick. Jared, welcome back to the program. Thank you. It's good to be back. And uh, joining us from the Bid City for the 2034 Commonwealth Games in Winnipeg, Manitoba. It is Colin Hilding. Colin, welcome back. Thank you. It's good to be part of the Commonwealth. Yes. Isn't it just? What a, an amazing organization the Commonwealth is. So relevant still in 2018. Um, just beautiful... <laughs> Exciting. Uh, to me, the only thing that I care about being in the Commonwealth are the Commonwealth Games because, uh, I, I have a real soft spot for this event just given that, uh, growing up it was always the fun one to watch because you knew Australia were going to walk away with like 38,000 medals. Um, I think it's kind of as I've grown older has lost a bit of its, uh, spark. I don't think it's as big a deal as it once was, but I still enjoy it. I'm still very excited and obviously, I'm going to have a bit more of a personal connection to it this time around. But, uh, Jared, as an Australian, what did the Commonwealth Games mean to you growing up? And what do they mean to you today? Give us your memories and everything to do with the Commonwealth Games. Uh, I think similar to you. I think growing up, they were amazing and they've kind of lost a bit of that shine. But I just love the fact that I get to see sport that I normally uh, wouldn't get to see on free-to-air TV. So, um yeah, I think um, I just love the athletics. Um, favorite moments probably have come from the athletics. I think the marathon in particular has been um, a bit of a goldmine for Australia in the Commonwealth Games, which is nice because we don't tend to do as well at the Olympics. So um, I think that event is just kind of the standout of the Commonwealth Games. It always seemed to be like the um, 
I don't want to say the, the mum event, didn't it? Because you always kind of had every four years there would be some uh, female athlete from Australia who had gone off and had a couple of children and then, you know, gotten into great shape and then won it. Wasn't it Kira McCann or somebody like that? And there was another one, I think, did it in uh, four years later. I think one of them sadly passed away recently. But that's that's what it always reminds me of, the marathon. Is it McCann? Is, it, is that the right person I'm thinking of? Yeah, I remember... Um I think it was 2006 when she was in kind of that battle with the uh, Kenyan runner and it kind of was going back and forth, back and forth. Uh, and being a typical Australian, I thought, oh, well, she's going to lose this and choke at the last um, <laughs> kind of 200 metres. But um, no, she went on to win. And that was exciting too because I think when the marathon being such a long event does come down to kind of the, the final sprint inside the stadium, I think that's just epic. Yeah, Karen McCann, I'm seeing here that her name was. And yeah, sadly, she passed away in a... 2008, I think she had uh, cancer or something along those lines. It was a, it was an inspirational story at the time. And, uh, yeah, she won in Manchester as well. I was going to say, I swear um, somebody did it in 2002 as well, but it was the same person. So there you go. Um, Colin, uh, we kind of, I think, loosely went over a little bit of the Commonwealth Games from a Canadian perspective at the end of our Pyeongchang uh, coverage. But uh, I guess memories for you, uh, as we kind of discussed off air, it's a bit hard to find inspirational Commonwealth Games moments from Canada in their history. Uh <laughs> Tell us about Canada, your history, the Commonwealth Games, everything else in between. Uh, well, the Commonwealth Games, I guess the first time I became aware of it, or most Canadians probably became aware of it, uh, at least in my generation, was when we had it here in 1994. And it was a huge deal then. I think I had just gotten into the Olympics um, uh, with Barcelona, and then, you know, uh, 94 was um, uh, Lillehammer. So the Commonwealth Games after that, I'm like, oh, wow, it's like more Olympics and, <laughs> you know, Canada is doing well. This is incredible. Uh, but I can remember pretty much everything with that. It was on TV, like CBC had their coverage day and night, just like the Olympic coverage we have now. Uh, outside of that, it's always been on TV, but it's been maybe just on TSN or the sports channels or CBC might have, you know, afternoon coverage on the weekends or recaps in the evening. But it's kind of hit and miss as to whether we're going to get good coverage or not. So to be perfectly honest, outside of Vancouver, the only one that I really remember watching was uh, a good amount from Glasgow last time, uh, just because I had the time to watch it because I wasn't doing much. <laughs> um, and I can't tell you much about what happened in Victoria or any other. You kind of asked me before, what are the big Commonwealth moments for <laughs> Canada? And really, the only thing I remember, because if you go over you know, the medalists from past Commonwealth Games is kind of like the precursor to who's going to be good in the next Olympics. But the one exception would be Ryan Cochran, who I know we talked about in um, uh, Rio, that th it was kind of his final Olympics. And this was like Canada's greatest swimmer for the longest time. Now we've got like Penny Lexiak and everything else. But Ryan Cochran was this guy who just kept Canada alive in swimming for over a decade. And yet he he always sort of failed to really win a big event or he'd always come come the bronze or uh, fourth place here and there. And uh, in Glasgow, I just remember Ryan Cochran because I knew who he was. He wasn't one of these newer athletes, just winning pretty much everything. And maybe, again, not realizing, oh, well, half the countries aren't in this event. <laughs> but still, it was like an exciting moment to see this guy that you've been rooting for for over 10 years finally kind of get his due, which gave me false expectations when it came to these past Olympics, and then he kind of flopped. Yeah, it's... 
I mean, it's kind of interesting just to, out of the phrase famous Commonwealth Games moments because, I mean, even Australia, like, I mean, we've won so many that y- y- there's nothing really that stands out. I mean, I, the yeah. first ones I remember watching was Victoria 94 and kind of, I, I vaguely remember watching the opening ceremony, uh, you know, seeing Kieran Perkins. I think Kathy Watt was still at a peak in the cycling. Obviously, that was famous in Australia. Here we go. Just, I'm contradicting myself. Uh, Kathy Freeman, I think probably the, maybe the most famous one, I think, was Kathy Freeman winning that gold in 94 and then doing the lap of the stadium with both the Australian and Aboriginal flag, which caused a bit of controversy in Australia. Um, but yeah, I mean, I remember a lot of 98 in Kuala Lumpur. Uh, I, I have found when I was moving recently, I've still got like a newspaper, um, sort of activity kit for kids about the 98 Commonwealth Games. Um, I think Manchester 2002, I found recently a bunch of old cassettes that I recorded, uh, radio commentary of, which I've now got on my computer of the 2002 Commonwealth Games. Obviously, Melbourne was a big deal in Australia, having them uh, in 2006. Sadly, didn't get to go to them, but, uh, you know, ultimately, uh, I'm about to go to one now. And then, you know, Delhi and Glasgow kind of seemed to fade away slightly for me, because didn't, Jared, Channel 10 had the last two, I believe, in terms of the coverage. Uh, I know Channel 9 had them in 2006 and then 7 haven't had them since 2002 and we're about to see, yay, Channel 7 cover the Commonwealth Games. But um, it's it's interesting to hear that, Colin, kind of again, that it, it, it fluctuates how Canada cares about it because you're kind of in a unique position that you also have the Pan Am Games and the Canada Games. Yeah. You, you, Canada are just all filled with multi-sport events. Uh, is this just your <laughs> way of training yourselves for Olympics so you can actually start winning medals in the Summer Games? Well, you'd think that, but we're going to go over uh, some dropouts that we've had in the last 24 hours that we're very upset about here. Um, but just just go along with what I was saying about you know Canada maybe being inconsistent with TV coverage and stuff like that. Because I can remember watching this, but I, you had said, oh, what's the famous like Canadian moment or whatever? I googled <laughs> the 1500 meter from Glasgow, which I remember watching. Where Ryan Cochran beat Mac Horton, yeah. and guess what TV coverage they have on YouTube? Uh, I'm guessing the Australian coverage, maybe. <laughs> Channel Ten. <laughs> Who's Latchy Reed? Is this your commentator? Uh, is it Lockie Reed? L- Latchy, maybe Lockie. Lockie. Yeah. Uh, Let's call the esteemed swimming commentator Jared. We're very familiar with him. <laughs> um, grew mm. up one of the best broadcasters in this country. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't tell you, Colin. <laughs> Obviously, in thought was busy that weekend or something like that, or I don't know. Um, well, there you go. Well, there's, there's one for the uh, the the introduction. If you haven't already heard that uh, so far here and off the podium, possibly haven't put it together yet by the time we're recording this. Um, yeah, it's. I mean, it's fascinating, kind of who you get and like athletes taking these seriously or not. I mean, I for those I guess who don't know and you know haven't paid attention to any of those shows. I'm on the Gold Coast. Well, I'm actually technically Brisbane. I'm sort of halfway between the Gold Coast and Brisbane where I am right now, uh, and I'll be working during the Commonwealth Games. So it's kind of interesting all the attention and everything that's here. And uh, the other day. I uh, had to go get my accreditation, uh, my uniform, all this sort of stuff, and kind of it's my first real taste of actually going to like an actual venue with all the signage and just kind of it. It was actually quite exciting because I've never been to a multi-sport event before like this before. You know, it's it's kind of very exciting for me to experience this. Colin, obviously, you went to uh, the Canada Games a lot last year. Um, and Jared, you, of course, have said you, I think, I remember a lot when Sydney was on back in uh, 2000. I think you said you even went to some events. Um, so I, I mean, I'm very excited for this. Uh, 
Jared, did, did you ever have any, um, you know, desire to go to these games to watch them or back in Melbourne in 2006? Is that something that, you know, tickles your fancy enough that you would travel to see the Commonwealth Games if they're in your own country? Um, I mean, I would probably go if they're in Sydney now. I think um, the Olympics were kind of a big thing. And then since we had like a lot of Commonwealth Games around that time, um, it just was kind of a, something that I never got to. But um, definitely, yeah. When when they come back around to Australia, which I'm sure will be soon, given the fact that nobody wants to host them anymore, um, I will definitely think about it. Well, well, I hear they're actually going to be in Australia maybe in about three weeks, so uh, you might want to start thinking about them pretty soon. Um, how long is the drive from Sydney to the Gold Coast? I'm just trying to quickly type that in now into Google Maps uh, so I can get a bit of an inkling. It's only a uh, nine-hour drive. You can make that in a day or so. Well, a day. Come on, start driving now, Jared. You could be here tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, just um, set me up a, an airbed and, and I'll be ready. Colin, do, does Canada care more about the Pan Am games than the Commonwealth games I'm taking then? Oh, I thought you were going to ask me how long the drive was from Winnipeg there. Oh, well, um, I mean, we can, we can work that out <laughs> if you want. but <laughs> Yeah, you do the math on that. Uh, I mean, I, I would say yes, which which is funny because it's actually even less competitive. <laughs> you think uh, we'd want the most competitive ones, but... Probably also just because the Pan Am Games, I mean, we had Victoria in 94, and I know Edmonton had had it, and I think uh, someplace in the Maritimes had it, maybe in the 50s. So, I mean, Canada's had Commonwealth Games a couple of times, but Pan Am Games, particularly here in Winnipeg, I mean, Winnipeg has had it twice. We're the only city anywhere that's had the Pan Am Games twice. Toronto just had it recently. Uh, And maybe because it's just perfectly timed where Canada gets the Pan Am Games, once every generation or so that it's maybe considered a little bit more relevant. It could also just be the time of year too, because you know, we're here in March right now previewing this going to be covering it in April and Pan Am games will run just like the Olympics is going to be during the summer when everybody's at home and on vacation, stuff like that. So there's probably going to be a little bit more coverage for it. That could be one of the main reasons why. Just before I say that you can uh, get a flight here uh, from Winnipeg to the Gold Coast uh, flying China Eastern, uh, you will have to go from Winnipeg to Vancouver, Vancouver, Vancouver to Shanghai, Shanghai to Sydney, then sh- Sydney to Gold Coast. It's going to take you 65 <laughs> hours and 15 minutes, uh, but it's only going to cost you $1,301. So I uh, do you want me to book it for you while I... You know here? what? <laughs> well, I mean, I'm, I'm going to go with Jared. If it's ever in Sydney, I'll go with him instead of you because it's one less stop. You may as well just fly to Sydney and then just get a car ride up here. I mean, it's another nine hours, <laughs> but this is 65 hours it's going to take you. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously we kind of mentioned Canada. You haven't had them since 1994. You guys are so overdue. Uh, I think for the Commonwealth Games um, because before that it was 78 in Edmonton then you had them in 54 in Vancouver uh, Montreal had them in 1942 and Hamilton all the way back the very first ones um, in 1930 unless you count the Inter-Empire Championships in 1911 um, which nobody does uh, but I think you guys are up for it in uh, 2026 from memory looking at it there possibly. Um, but yeah, it's, it's interesting the timing they have with the games because I, I think it's kind of, it's not like the Olympics, which, you know, winter are always going to be in February and then summer are generally always in July, August. I think exception with us, uh, we had them in September because I think ultimately comes down to, you know, our climate in the Southern Hemisphere. Um, but yeah, like I remember Melbourne uh, was in March uh, and then Ultimately, the ones four years ago in Scotland were in July and August. In, in Delhi, uh, in 2010, they were in October. So it's kind of just, uh, oh, whenever they want to host them, 
uh, essentially. Uh, in Victoria, they were in August as well. Uh, but, I mean, do we, I, I kind of like them being early. I don't know about you. Jared, do you like them sort of being a little bit earlier in the year? It's, I mean, it's to me, uh, given that we both all love the Winter Olympics, it's kind of like we just, we're really, really quickly into these straight after the, uh, the Winter Olympics. Yeah, no, I think it's good. I think um, there are so many, like, sporting events that are kind of across, like, a similar time scale of every four years. Um, mm-hmm. So it's potentially a little bit nicer to have them spread uh, throughout the year, but I think the fact that it's, like, the Winter Olympics than the Commonwealth Games, you kind of don't get burnt out just because it is different events. Yeah, and I was like, oh, so I like kind of every four years sort of this period where ultimately we have the World Cup soccer as well. There's always three big ones for me sort of every four years that you have the Winter Olympics, Commonwealth Games. Uh, and the World Cup. And the difference, too, of course, to the Commonwealth Games is, um, for the most part, they're all very similar sports to the Summer Games, uh, Summer Olympics, but uh, ultimately there's a few different ones, and also um, they seem to have a lot more leeway with the sports that they have in the Commonwealth Games. Um, so, I mean, for those at home who aren't overly familiar, obviously our Olympic sports that we have, we've got athletics, badminton, basketball's back, which always seems to come and go in the Commonwealth Games. Um Beach volleyball, which I believe is the first time that's ever been at the Commonwealth Games. That will, of course, Gold Coast, you assume, is going to have a beach volleyball. Uh, boxing, of course, cycling, diving, gymnastics, hockey. Uh, we also have rugby seven, shooting, swimming, table tennis, triathlon, weightlifting, and wrestling, which... I'm going to question why that's a Commonwealth Games sport soon. Um, but oh. I'll, I'll get to that. I'll get to that. And then the non-Olympic sports that we have uh, in the Commonwealth Games, of course, squash. Jared, I think that's a personal favourite of yours. Um, I mean, powerlifting, which, I mean, technically is a Paralympic sport, but they obviously include the para sports within the sort of the non-para sports in a Commonwealth Games. We have uh, Colin's favourite, netball, uh, and, of course, everyone's favourite, lawn bowls. Um, now... <sighs> Let's just talk about the non-Olympic sports here. <laughs> Jared, uh, you play netball. Uh, you, I guess, have played squash. I mean, you seem to be a fan of squash. Lawn bowls. Um, what's your favourite out of the non-Olympic sports there? Um, I think it's got to be lawn bowls. I mean, it's, it is the curling of, um, <laughs> the curling of the, the summer games, I suppose. Um, yeah, I think that just needs to move into the Olympics. It's not gonna, it doesn't take up much space. Um, you can kind of run it where you run another event. I don't know what. Just put some green over the gymnastic mat um, for the floor routine. I think. Um, no, I think lawn bowls is just an in- incredible sport, um, and it, it shows so well on TV too. Oh, entertainment galore! I think the curling was exciting. Uh, Colin, uh, are you a lawn bowls aficionado? I mean, as you know, Jared just said, it is the curling of the Commonwealth Games. I'm Googling it for the first time in my life right now, because <laughs> believe it or not, it does not get a lot of TV coverage here in Canada. Really? Um, I thought it would be up your alley. But, <laughs> but I just noticed um, Bowls Manitoba, Inc. Oh. Uh, I guess the official lawn bowling page of Winnipeg, Manitoba... <laughs> Uh, I've discovered this here for the first time, so maybe I can join. And they officially have a five-star rating from one person who's rated it. So (laughs) this is exciting. (laughs) 209 people have liked the page, though. Uh, The one thing I'm interested to see is some of these sports, though, because uh, I don't know if we're going to talk about the TV coverage at all, but Canada doesn't actually have TV coverage this time. (laughs) You don't, Um, or you do? We don't. Oh. This is uh, first. Are you on this because I'm going to talk for a little while on it, so maybe no, I'll save look, it for later. Uh, yes. Look, I'll come back to the sports because I have a few things there, but I mean, I, I'm, I'm intrigued now you're bringing up this because how can you not have coverage of the Commonwealth Games? 
Well, this is the first time where Canada has not had TV coverage, and they made a big deal about that, and they tried to spin this like it was a good thing. Now, I'm completely up in the air as to whether this is a good thing or not, so people can't see it uh, unless we're doing a video thing like Billy Garcia does right now. <laughs> but my profile pick is the DAZN logo, which is a new streaming sports app that is sweeping Canada by storm right now. <laughs> Because they are the official coverage of the Commonwealth Games. The only coverage of the Commonwealth Games. Now, it sounds really lame, like, oh, we have an app. And that's all we have. No CBC, no TSN, nothing. Uh, but I guess they paid a lot of money for this. And this DAZN, uh, which is big in other countries around the world, and it just expanded to Canada. I mean, they're spending a lot of money right now. They just last year, I guess, got the Canadian rights for NFL uh, coverage, for, I guess, streaming NFL coverage. So it's the only place in Canada where you can legally watch any NFL game live, you know, on a Sunday or Monday or whatever. Uh, and this is, I guess, their second big thing. So it's this huge app that's trying to, I guess, get some traction here in Canada, and this is an experiment. It's just weird to me that I'm not going to be able to watch this on TV. I am glad that DAZN... Uh, within the last few months, has uh, added Google Chromecast. So I will have the ability to watch this on my TV when Casper's not watching Peppa Pig. <laughs> but the reviews <laughs> for Chromecast seem to be pretty pretty unimpressed. So it's going to be... It's going to be very hit and miss, I feel, as to what I'm going to be able to watch on here and if it's going to. It may end up being amazing, and I'll be like, I'm subscribing to DAZN for $20 a month or $150 annually if you want to save, you know, $90. But uh, I don't know. I, I get a free one month trial. So well. I'm biding my time closer. If it turns out to be great, I'll get two months where I can watch old NFL games or European soccer. <laughs> April 3rd. Uh, a lot of people will be signing up for their month free trial, I believe, in. Uh... <laughs> Okay, that's crazy. I mean, it's, I guess it's the way of the future. I think we kind of had a similar thing here. Yeah. Wasn't it Jared with the English Premier League? I know that, uh, Optus, I think, bought the rights and they're kind of more of a online subscription service, uh, which was, you know, sort of a unique thing for Australia and the English Premier League here is obviously quite popular. Um, and we had a few sort of, you know, experimental things, I think, over the years with a lot of these sports, um, you know, events, kind of with the Olympics in particular. And I think they did this with the Commonwealth Games maybe in Melbourne where, you know, you'd have your main channel sort of doing some TV stuff, but then they would offshoot it to one of our pay services. Um, you know, like Foxtel would be able to do it and things like that. But, um, yeah, that's that's unique. It kind of really does show Canada's care factor for the Commonwealth Games. Um, just I just wanted to quickly backtrack to the sports because I want to talk about Channel 7 and some of the athletes and everything along those lines. But um, in terms of the sports, so there are core sports that they have to have at every Commonwealth Games. Those are athletics, badminton, boxing, hockey, lawn bowls is a core sport. Uh, <laughs> so is netball. Uh, rugby sevens, squash, swimming, and weightlifting. So they're the core sports. Then you have optional sports where basically each, um, you know, organizing committee can choose from these. They are archery, basketball, beach volleyball, cycling, diving, gymnastics, judo, rowing, shooting, synchronized swimming, table tennis, tennis, triathlon, and wrestling. So ultimately on that one, like tennis is no longer here. I know that was in Glasgow. Uh, archery, I can never remember that being a Commonwealth Games sport. Uh, judo is not there this year, is it not? Did I not say that? No, it's not. Um, and then the recognised sports um, that they obviously can choose from. Cricket, which I want to talk to you about in a second. Fencing, 10-pin bowling. I remember that in 98 when they had that in Kuala Lumpur. <laughs> 
and water polo. Um, I just have to say this. Cricket is the one sport that just baffles me. It was in 1998. They had it once. Only Commonwealth nations play cricket. How is this not a Commonwealth game sport? With the invention of 2020... Jared, I don't know how much of a cricket fan you are, but, like, I mean, this surely has to... I do not get how this is not a Commonwealth Games sport. Yeah, it doesn't make sense to me. Surely you pick the sports to add that your country is good at and is going to win, like, a medal in. And, yeah, with cricket, you think we'd be guaranteed at least some sort of medal. But, yeah, I just don't... I suppose it makes sense why kind of the others aren't in archery. I mean, we'd probably still do all right, but it's not like we're world champions in that. But I think, yeah, you pick the sports that you're good at, and it baffles me why cricket isn't in there. And this is my question, Colin, when I say about wrestling. Uh, I'm not going into my criticism of the sport in general. I question why it's a Commonwealth sport, because to me, the best countries in the world in wrestling are like your your Russias, your Georgias. Like, I know America's good at it. I know you guys are good at it. Caribbean. Yeah, well, like, I mean, who, besides you and the Caribbean, who's good at wrestling? Like, I mean, are we going to get the great <laughs> Fijian and the Papua New Guineans and, like, the Isle of Man coming through in the wrestling in the Commonwealth Games? Yeah, um, I mean, I'm okay with it because we do great in wrestling. <laughs> and I think that's why it's so popular here in Canada. Not to mention, I mean, Bret Hart is pretty much uh, uh, a saint in this country. And we know it's a different sport, but, you know... He was an amateur wrestler in high school. It, 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 it has relevance here. Uh, we're all kind of hoping that somebody comes out with those pink sunglasses and uh, <laughs> gives, gives a, a sharpshooter to somebody. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, cricket's exciting for me too because I don't really get to watch a lot of it, nor have I ever really wanted to watch it. And uh, it's not something that's big here. Just as an example of why it's not big, um, there was that movie that came out a couple of years ago, Million Dollar Arm with John Hamm in it. Mm-hmm. About the true story about the guy who looked for cricket players in India to play in uh, Major League Baseball. And my brother and I went past this, that movie, went to see it, and I'm like, man, this looks like a fun sport. And I asked this one friend of mine who moved here from India uh, maybe a little over 10 years ago. And I was asking him, he's like, oh, yeah. He's like, I I subscribe to this app where they just have cricket all day. It's like, you should just come over and watch 24 (laughs) hours of cricket with me because they air just game after game after game for 24 hours. And he's saying how big this is in India, and he's like, yeah, basically there, the way that hockey and curling is here, it's like, when you're in school, you play tennis, and you play cricket. And I'm asking him, like, do you know, is there any, I'm asking him, like, is there a big league here in Canada? He goes, oh, yeah, you can go to pretty much any park in the city here and see a bunch of Indian guys playing every single Sunday. And that's the excitement in Canada. It's like, we have these groups of Indian immigrants that play cricket. But I I always, I thought the, the game looked really fascinating, and it looked Kind of exciting, like a ex- slightly exciting version of baseball. So I- I'm excited to watch it. It, 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 well, it's ultimately not in the Commonwealth Games, sadly, Colin, so you won't get to see it. Um, but we'll Aww. see. <laughs> it also, de- my hopes up. it also depends on, I guess, the version of cricket you're watching, because there are three types. There is the 2020 version, which lasts a couple of hours, which is the exciting, exciting one. There is one day cricket, which, as it sounds, takes one day, kind of, you know, uh, basically like an eight hour game, essentially. And then there's test matches, which is the traditional sort of prestigious form of cricket, which can take up to five days to complete. So, uh. Well, <laughs> if it's not on the Commonwealth Games, then when you come here to Winnipeg, <laughs> we're going to go to a Cinnaboyne Park and watch a bunch of guys from India play cricket in Winnipeg. Jared, are you a cricket fan? I don't think you really are. I've never really talked to you about cricket before. No, not really. I played a bit as a junior, and I kind of feel like I would just wasted like four years of my life in a sport that, um, I mean, 
Cricket, like, to me, my, like, highlight cricket moment as a junior is somebody caught the ball, like, with their arms folded, which just, to me, is how cricket was in the field, like, so boring. Just, like, fold your arms, like, this is a boring sport out in the sun. Like, you get to bat and then you get out and it's boring and fielding is just, yeah, I mean, catch a ball with your arms folded is about the level of entertainment it gets to when you're playing a a longer form of cricket. But I do think that 2020 is a good invention and it is a lot more exciting to watch. Unless you're a wicketkeeper or a bowler, uh, yeah, cricket's kind of boring in the field. Uh, I mean... As a Tasmanian, it's kind of our only national sport that we have, I guess, teams in the national competitions. And uh, great news for us. I'm sure all our Tasmanian listeners are excited that uh, Tasmania just made the final of the prestigious Sheffield Shield competition this week. So uh, we'll probably lose it like we did in the 2020 with the Hobart Hurricanes. Um, but... Yeah, I mean, it's it's baffling why it's why it's not uh, a Commonwealth sport. But um, I mean, have you learnt more about netball, Colin? I think we discussed this on another episode once before. But um, you know, netball. I I know Jared had a profile pic of a bunch of <laughs> looked like old ladies playing netball for like a year and a half, and that was my exposure to it. But that's another one that I'm excited to watch. Don't tell me that's not on it. Oh, it's definitely crush Net- all my dreams. Netball. I mean, it is. It is probably the most popular women's sport in the Commonwealth, well, at least in Australia by far. Uh, I mean, that, that is one sport featuring, I mean, it's only played by women. I mean, men can play it. Uh, Jared obviously plays netball, <laughs> but like, um, as in, you know, national competitions and there's only women's netball like in the Commonwealth Games. But I mean, that is one, you know, women's sport where you will get sell out crowds and it will be on prime TV here. And it's probably the only main female led sport where you actually get a, a very big following. Yeah, I mean, I, any type of, of team sport, especially, that's a new sport that I haven't seen, because I always, it's good to watch these individual sports on the Olympics, and then sometimes when it's over, like, the uh, the Winter Games just ended, and I think it was two weeks later, CBC had their afternoon coverage of all the winter sports, and Moguls was on, which, of course, I watch, and then it was snow, Snowboard Cross, and I'm like, oh, I love this during the Olympics, and I think maybe, like, halfway through the quarterfinals, I'm like, yeah, I'll skip this. I'll just delete off the PBR. <laughs> but with team sports, it's great to get into because you can get behind teams. You can, uh, you know, follow it throughout a season and all that. And uh, I- I'm really hopeful that, you know, this app will give me exposure to great sports like netball. And then I could watch the DAZ and exclusive coverage of the European Netball League. <laughs> well, I-, I don't think such a thing would exist in the world. Uh, but sadly, Canada does not have oh, a team. Come on. Canada does not have a netball to team. To. <laughs> well, there's no Canadian team. I know. The teams in the netball, just for you, Colin, you can pick a team here. I mean, we guarantee the gold medal match will be between Australia and New Zealand. It always is, and it's kind of a great rivalry. But you can also support England. They're pretty good. Jamaica are pretty good, actually, in uh, netball. Then the other ones that sort of make up the numbers, we have South Africa, Malawi, Fiji, Wales, Uganda, Northern Ireland, Barbados, and Scotland. Take your pick there, Colin Hilding. Oh, oh, I mean, I'm going to go for Barbados just because I want to visit there. Um, but this is funny because when you look, I just pulled up. Uh, I thought you were lying, but I pulled up Canada at the 2018 Commonwealth Games. Canada is expected to compete in all sports on the program except netball, which it failed to qualify in. One sport we can't nail. Like, it's not like we have a lot of competition. We should be in every single sport. We can't even qualify in netball. The only sport we can't qualify in. This is so embarrassing. 
It's it's the uh, the Nordic combined of uh, the Commonwealth Games. Clearly, uh, just if yeah, I... we had Jared on our team, we'd qualify. <laughs> well, of course, he'd be the captain, the coach, and everything because he's an Australian. Like, I mean, that's like if if Jared and I moved to Canada, which you know we're trying. Well, at least one of us is. Um, and we were to like go into a cricket team, even if we've never played the sport before, we'd automatically be made the captain because we're Australian. It'd be like if you came to you know Australia and like I want to play ice hockey. Oh, Canadian, you're the captain of the team. Have you ever played hockey before? Nope, doesn't matter, you're Canadian, uh, so I'm sure you're the best. Before, I want to talk a little bit about kind of like the, the history of Australia. I know we kind of touched on it loosely in our Pyeongchang one, but a little bit more in depth. But just quickly on the TV coverage, just while that was on the topic, just for an Australian standpoint, yay, Channel 7 have the games, woo! Um, I mean, Jared, the, the difference is, of course, I think, between them doing this and the Olympics is the fact that we win so many goddamn medals every day that we actually probably will actually get to see a fair bit of uh, spread of competition. At least I'm hoping. I mean, as I said, I think it was 2002 the last time Channel 7 actually had the Commonwealth Games. It's been shared between Channel 9 and Channel 10 recently. But, uh, I mean, I don't really know what question I'm going to ask you here, except uh, you're looking forward to seeing Channel 7 uh, show plenty of highlights of... Um uh, Chumpy pulling and all that again during this. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> it's all going to be about the Bloody Campbell sisters, probably. Yeah, I think you're right. But, um, yeah, I suppose that is the upside of, of winning uh, so many medals and being in about every single event as compared to the Winter Olympics. Is just that hopefully uh, we will kind of just get to see a little bit of everything um, because they have an excuse to show everything because every sport will have at least one Australian in it. So, um that's the upside where you can't really get the commentary too wrong. Yeah, exactly. Now, just to go over kind of some history and stuff. Now, the all-time medal count of the Commonwealth Games, uh, it's a beautiful sight to look at this because in first, after 20 appearances at the Commonwealth Games, Australia leads the medal tally. We have 852 gold, 716 silver, 650 bronze, 2,218 in total. Uh, England a second, but Canada a third on an all-time summer medals count in a multi-sport event with 469 gold, 476 silver, and typically they've got more bronzes than any of the other ones, of course. 528 for a total of 1,473. So, I mean, this is the thing. Like, as much as you guys might not pay attention to this, Colin, Canada are actually pretty good at the Commonwealth Games. Yeah, which is why I mean we should be watching. This should be on a network because this app is probably just going to be carrying Australian coverage and you know Jamaican coverage and uh, Mozambique coverage, and we're not <laughs> even going to get our own commentators talking about how great we are. It's fascinating to look at this. So, like the top five. I mean, God, okay, maybe I will take that back about how Canada can be good because if New Zealand can make the top five of a multi-sport event, then maybe <laughs> something's wrong. So India are fourth, New Zealand fifth. Uh, South Africa only in six. I'd assume South Africa would be better than New Zealand, but uh, what do I know? Uh, Scotland seventh. Because this is the thing I also like about the Commonwealth Games is the fact that, uh, you know, England compete sort of separately. So does Scotland, so do Wales, so do Northern Ireland. It's not sort of just the United Kingdom. Kenya in eighth, Nigeria ninth, Wales in tenth. Interestingly, Jamaica only twelfth. Uh, I wonder if all of them come in, uh, you know, athletics and cycling, just like the Olympics. Um, there are a bunch... The, the, the spread of the Commonwealth Games is good because the current Commonwealth members who have no medals, there's only, I think, like about 20 here. Um, so even Norfolk Island, which is what? A, a government-recognised island of Australia. It's not its own state. It's not its territory. What even is Norfolk Island, Jared? But they somehow get to compete in the Commonwealth Games. I don't understand what they are. 
Yeah, no idea. Yeah, um, <laughs> but they've got a tree on their flag. Um, but on the last guy, the one that this is redemption though for Australia, I think, Jared, because in both yours and my lifetime, we were lucky enough to say that Australia had never not finished on top of the medal tally at the Commonwealth Games uh, until last time in Glasgow. We were second. We were second in the Commonwealth Games. England beat us. We only just beat Canada. This isn't good enough, Jared. We need to redeem ourselves in these games. Yeah, absolutely. It's not like it was like they just beat us. They kind of beat us by like 10 medals or more in in really kind of gold, silver and bronze. So, um, yeah, it was a bit of a um, clean sweep across the board there. So I'm hoping that... um, Usually your home games, you, you kind of win a couple more medals. The, the judges are a little bit more lenient. They bump up your scores a little. Um, so I'm going to put that down to, uh, well, I mean Glasgow, close enough to England. So that's kind of why they're on top there. Um, but now this time it's going to swing back to us and, and we're going to run away with it. Well, it's just, yeah, it'd be embarrassing to finish second. I mean, we know that England obviously have pumped a lot in, you know, around London 2012 and they had a very successful Rio, uh, were they not second on the medal tally from memory there, weren't they? So, um, you know, it's, it's a bit of danger really there to you think that they could possibly do it in our own backyard, which they're probably, I'm sure, coming here wanting to do. Um, but in Glasgow, I mean, it's, it's kind of interesting to turn around and say we were disappointed with second. We still did win 49 gold, 42 silver, 46 bronze for a lazy total of 137. Uh, Canada in the meantime won 32 gold, 16 silver, and of course the most bronze, 34 bronze. Uh, and just looking here, so, in 2014, the most of our medals, uh, 19 gold, 21 silver, and 17 bronze in swimming, just a few, uh, followed by athletics, where we get 8 gold, 1 silver, 3 bronze in cycling, 7 gold, 9 silver, 8 bronze for Canada. Uh, what do you think your top sport was, Colin? I don't know if you've got this in front of you, but I'm going to give you a bit of trivia here. Give me your top three. What's your guess in your top three? I'm going to say netball. <laughs> um... <laughs> Lawn balls, and of course, um, steel cage wrestling. <laughs> well, you actually did get a uh, silver medal in lawn balls, funnily enough, in uh, Glasgow. Ah! So congratulations. Um, and a bronze in table tennis. There you go. Uh, and a gold in badminton. Holy crap. No, you got uh, the most in gymnastics. Eight gold, three silver, four bronze. Wrestling, seven gold, two silver, three bronze. And athletics, five gold, two silver, Ten bronze. I mean, gymnastics. I mean, that's one that I kind of like in the Commonwealth Games because we generally actually, Australia gets some medals in gymnastics and we never do anywhere else. But, I mean, that's a big one for, for Canada, surely, Colin. I mean, clearly you won the most in Glasgow and you guys are fairly decent in gymnastics. Yeah, well, I mean, I remember in Rio, it was a big deal that Canada, I think we placed fourth, uh, which, you know, for the Olympics, that was huge for us. But... Gymnastics isn't actually that big here. Um, It's weird because of all the sports you mentioned there, gymnastics is the only one that kind of surprised me. Uh, And I'm I'm sure we have like a good amount of success in gymnastics. Just it doesn't really get a lot of coverage. It's not like wrestling or swimming or athletics or anything like that. Hmm. Uh, interesting. I will say, just quickly backtracking on the medal tally, I will say Canada have uh, finished on top of the medal tally at the Commonwealth Games before, back when you hosted it in 1978 uh, in Edmonton. Uh, but if you are to break a record, Canada, in order to win uh, sort of in terms of their total medals, 
You got 129 in your home games in Victoria. So whether or not you can top that, who knows. Uh, and most gold was 45 in Edmonton. For Australia, I'm going to assume that it would have been Melbourne uh, when we got that. Uh, no, actually. The most gold we've ever won was actually in Victoria in 1994. 87 gold. Uh, but the most in total was Melbourne, 221 medals. 221 me- 221 medals! That's a pretty poor effort, isn't it? I think 250 Jared's doable this time around. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's crazy, 221 medals. Uh, a few things to note, though, I think it's important to mention about these Commonwealth Games, though. This is the very first time, uh, and I think just for a multi-sport event, not just for a, a Commonwealth Games, that there will be equal number of men's and women's medal events. Um, but I do believe, though, there are still perhaps more female competitors than men. I don't know if that's exactly true. Uh, the most... Netball. Ev- yeah, well, it's, I mean, it really does come down to netball because I think every other sport is men and women. Um, there will be more Paris sport events in this games than any others, I believe, as well. Um, there's going to be 275 events in 19 sports, um, with 71 nations. I believe there actually might be more athletes in the Commonwealth Games than there were in the Winter's Olympics, if I'm not mistaken, which is funny because, um, you know, there's what? Well, there's about 80 nations in the Winter Olympics, but yeah, the Commonwealth Games is still regarded, I think, in the top five biggest sporting events in the world, so... Um, and we did beat the Gold Coast, I should say, uh, beat the great, uh, city of, uh, Hambantota in Sri Lanka, uh, was the only other bidding city for 2000. Wow. How would have they been? The Hambantota Games of, uh, 2018. I don't really know what else there much is to, to talk about. We're, our coverage is going to be sporadic. We, we're not going to guarantee daily coverage, uh, because, I'm working during the games. I've just announced that again. Uh, so, I mean, obviously my schedule is going to be a bit all over the place because uh, I'm going to probably be having long days and late nights. Might also get told not to cover them at all. I might not be allowed to. I don't know. But, um, yeah, uh, how do how are we going to do this? We might just come back a week after and be like, hey, the Commonwealth Games, what did you think? Um, have you you got your $20? Oh, you're going to get a free trial, aren't you? Uh, well, I mean, if you got your yeah. free trial, Colin, we can try and work this out, I guess. <sighs> Yeah, I'm, I'm sure we'll have some type of coverage. It uh, just depends on whether it's going to be you talking about a lot of boxing uh, and nothing else. You know, me talking about my app went down in the middle of netball or Jared just carrying the torch and giving us daily recaps on everything that he actually had proper coverage on. It's not the torch, Colin. It's the Queen's Baton. All right, just get it right. Uh, uh, Jared, uh, I mean, okay, one thing I'll say, opening ceremony, we're gonna, we're gonna think about what this is gonna be, because, you know, uh, the, if anyone ever watched last week tonight with John Oliver, they kind of have a segment, uh, called Why Is He Still a Thing? And, uh, Google, it's on YouTube, it's quite funny, they did one for 2014, and they were like, Why Is He Still a Thing? The Commonwealth Games. Uh, and they liken the opening ceremony at the Commonwealth Games to an off-Broadway production of the Olympic opening ceremony. Um, I remember 2006 in Melbourne, you had the flying tram and the boy with the duck. Uh, <laughs> that's, uh, great memories. I cannot remember anything from the Glasgow opening ceremony. Oh, I, I vaguely remember bagpipes. Um, and I remember the closing ceremony, Kylie Minogue. And uh, some random athlete jumping up on stage and dancing with her. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, there's going to be lots of surfing, I'm guessing, Jared. Uh, lots of relations to the beach. I mean, it's a very beachy area here in Queensland. So, I mean, any predictions 
for that. Who do you, who do you, and also who's the final baton bearer? Like, cause that's kind of like who's the, the one who lights the torch. It's basically whoever hands the, uh, baton to Prince Charles will be the, uh, torch lighter, I guess. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, who would be, I mean, Barnaby Joyce is probably <laughs> front runner for that, given his popularity <laughs> at the moment. Um, Colin gets other joke. predictions. Yeah. I think, uh, I think surfing is going to be, I'm hoping that we're seeing a surfing kangaroo at some point. Um, oh, yes. That's <laughs> just going to put that out there. And there's also ultimately got to be, um, you know, uh, singers like, what, Jessica Malboy probably warming up for Eurovision. I think Dami Ims from the Gold Coast, is she not? Um, yeah, I'm, I've just Googled Guy fam- Sebastian. Uh, well, look, Guy Sebastian, you know, I don't think he's a Queenslander, but, uh, you know, he's probably still somewhere around there. Um, I'm trying to think, like, in terms of, like, famous um, gol- uh, golfers. I'm looking here at the word golf. That's why I say that. Gold Coast uh, personalities, because I've just found here top 50 Queensland sports stars of the past 40 years. But whether or not these are, you know, specifically Gold Coast, I mean, Greg Norman, our great golfer, number one. Wally Lewis, rugby, but I mean, I guess that's not really Commonwealth sport. Kieran Perkins, I mean, I'd like to say that I'm a big Kieran Perkins fan, but I think he's more Brisbane than the Gold Coast. Um, Kathy Freeman, I didn't realise she was from Queensland, but there you go. Susie O'Neill, uh, there's a, I mean, some big names here. Pat Rafter, um, lots of rugby people, of course. Alan Border, cricket, there's one that I know you absolutely love, uh, Colin. Um, but I mean, you know, if, if they go for someone current, Sally Pearson, I guess. Uh, Jared, I think she's from the Gold Coast, uh, you know, and she's ultimately, you know, Olympic gold medalist, uh, one of our, you know, favourites to win another medal here. Uh, I'm, I'm sure you're really up on the Queensland sporting stars. I'm really putting in there. Stephen Bradbury's a Queenslander. Get him out there. Like, come on. <laughs> Just get him to fall Skating over. Skating out onto the field. <laughs> they should have everyone fall over. And as everyone does, here comes yeah. Stephen Bradbury with the Queen's baton, Your Majesty. Here is the baton. <laughs> I don't know where I'm going with this. I'm just stretching this episode. I'm Anything else sad? Go, Colin. Yes, who? And actually, you can also, while you talk, uh, who should be your flag bearer? Andre de Grasse, is he competing? Oh. Did he I pull mean, out? We named our flag bearer. It's, yeah. Megan Benfetto is named our flag bearer, who's a diver, who, you know, has won Olympic medals, Commonwealth medals, uh, Pan American, everything. But uh, Andre de Grasse, uh, he was supposed to be there. And I was on my way home from work. I was... Five minutes from home, I see a notification on my phone. Andre DeGrasse pulled out of the Commonwealth Games so he could focus on training oh. for the athletic season. And that's well, the this second is the athletic season. Come on. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But, I mean, he also missed the World Championships last year because of an injury, and that was, like, his last chance to prove that he could have been the guy to beat Usain Bolt in Usain Bolt's only race. He probably would have been. But, um, I don't know. He's probably just being overly paranoid because of that. And, you know, he wants to be world champion. But... He's gone. Um, we still have our swimmers like Penny Alexiak. So Penny's and, coming? Um, Penny is, yeah. Yay. But again, if you watch the, the World Championships last year, wasn't really the same type of success she had in Rio. But then we had like Kylie Mass who you know set a mm-hmm. world record and she's our new star. Uh, I'm just also sad, not just Andre de Grasse, but uh, Mandy Bujold, who is like Canada's greatest boxer, uh, who would have been great for you to be able to talk to and interview Mandy Bujold um, or line up for an interview for me or whatever, but she dropped out too uh, and has decided to focus on nothing for this year <laughs> so that she could somehow be ready for Tokyo in 2020. So she's it's pulling out of all competition for a year. Two years away. Goodness, this is training. Like, 
this is all the, these Canadians. This is again the uh, like, and this is the thing too. This is the Commonwealth Games. If you like one of them, you're pretty much guaranteed a medal. Like, who's going to beat yeah. Andre de Grasse? The same Bolt's not there. Like, come on. Like, he's basically the next best. Um, yeah. that's crazy. Is his um is Tessa Virtue and Scott Moyer going to be competing somehow? Like, I mean, they're <laughs> hot commodities, uh, gymnastics or something. No, like but that. I mean. What makes this even more annoying is that we have, you're going to mock wrestling, but Erica Weeb, who uh, won the gold medal in the uh, Rio Olympics, and she also won the gold medal in Glasgow as well. She's coming back, and like she's all over the place here in Canada. Like she's, I would argue, maybe been made a bigger deal after the Rio Games than even DeGrasse. She's got, like, uh, I think it was a Toyota commercial. She's, like, a new sponsor for Toyota or whatever. Uh, she's been seen all over the place at, like, WWE events. Like, they're actually really trying to court her, and she's appearing at, like, you know, pay-per-views and stuff backstage. So here's somebody who has, like, everything in the world, and she's like, I have time for the Commonwealth Games. And Audrey DeGrasse, no, I want to make sure I'm ready for the competitive season by skipping the opening of the competitive season. Ridiculous, ridiculous. What about um, our walking friend that you interviewed on the show? Yes. Uh, yeah. Well, uh, I'm excited that we are going to have Evan Dunphy there. Uh, I'm sad for Evan Dunphy, though, because you may be the only person competing in the Commonwealth Games who's been on off the podium, which means, sorry, you're not winning a medal. <laughs> yes. Well, I don't know if, um, uh, what's her name, the shooter uh, that won gold in Rio might be there. Um, why have I gone blank in her name, Jared? Help me out here. Um, we interviewed Don't her. remember her name. If you remember <laughs> her name, she's not going to win. <laughs> she's not no, gonna we've win. got to reverse the curse. Yes. <laughs> reverse the curse. Ghost Island. Come Whoever on. Whoever you are. You're uh, dead to off the podium. What's the name? God damn it. What's the name? Stop what? trying to remember her name. Oh, <laughs> uh, why have we gone blank? Um, <laughs> I'm just typing Australian shooter Rio Gold. Catherine Skinner. There we go. <laughs> I love that that's your go-to to find out who's on off the podium and not our own page. <laughs> oh, we love all the athletes that have been on this show. Thank you so much. We appreciate your time and effort into... Uh, so your flag bearer has already been named. What, what, who's, I'm going to say Sally Pearson will be... If she's not going to be a Queen's Batten, uh, the final bearers, Jared, I'm going to say she's going to be our flag bearer. Who, do you think we might have someone different? Yeah, I think she can probably just do both. Just strap the baton to the flag. <laughs> Halfway around the stadium. Here you go, Prince, Mr. Charles Prince. Here you go. He's the, uh, the baton. Hand it over. <laughs> just pass it off there. Um... Yeah, it's it's getting exciting. It's actually, you know, at the time of recording this, obviously now we're less than a month. I mean, at the time of recording this, the games will be over in a month's time. So uh, it's going to be uh, extremely fascinating, and I'm excited. And ultimately, being able to work here, it's it's definitely going to be a lot of fun. Any closing remarks on the uh, the games before we get into them? I mean, we haven't even mentioned Barobi, our uh, beloved mascot. I've actually got a little Barobi uh, toy sitting above me right now on my desk. Um, I've got a Barobi notebook in front of me, Barobi stickers, uh, Barobi crazy right now on the Gold Coast. Uh, much better than Boorang and Surang. I've seen some of the Paralympics with, uh, whichever one the, <laughs> the Paralympics one is. Uh, I think it's Boorang, isn't it? Boorang. Uh, yep. yep. Uh, <laughs> any thoughts on Barobi, uh, Jared? There's a blue koala. Yeah, I think, I mean, it's a solid mascot. Um, eight out of ten. Yeah, and it's better than that. They had a bloody cockatoo, didn't they, for Melbourne? It was an ugly thing. Um, it's it's very well promoted, I will say, whether you like it or not. Like the social media and kind of so much stuff around Barobi is actually really well done. And um, follow him, Barobi twenty eighteen, I think it is. Have you? I mean, any thoughts on Barobi at all, Colin? 
uh, every time I see any of these mascots, I know you're like, oh, this one's better than this one. But I'm just like, I want to buy these for Casper because he he loves these things. Like he loves his uh, muck muck from Vancouver and his um, whatever. The, I can't even remember the name now of the the weird sun creature from the Canada game. So if you can pick up a cheap one of those and then bring it for Casper, uh, I will gladly reimburse you for it. I was just about to say to you, I will get another one. During the games, I mean, there's about three super stores around the Gold Coast. Every time I go somewhere, I see some sort of store with merchandise. So, um, by all means, I will pick you up a Barobi and bring it over to you when I'm next in Winnipeg. Yeah. Deal. And you uh, know what? I do remember the name of the Canada Games. So it's Nibin. And I have a container of honey with Nibin's face on it that I will give you in return. Oh, look at you. Look at you. This is um, good I mean, trading here. I've been using it since august so there's not much left but you can still have the container <laughs> well thank you it's it's ultimately the uh the thought that counts um so uh appreciate that uh but yeah as i said before we we're not 100 percent certain on how uh we will be able to cover in terms of our time and everything along those lines uh we'll aim for at least a couple i mean we'd love to do daily ones but at the end of the day there's probably not a whole lot we can do there around the time zones and everything. Uh, and yes, Jared, sorry, Jared has just uh, given me the uh, great uh, reminder here. Thank you, Jared. Medal predictions. We did this for the first time in Pyeongchang and got fairly close, all of us. Uh, but this one should be more interesting. Medal predictions for how both Canada and Australia will do at the Commonwealth Games. Uh, all right. Uh, you can start us off, Jared, since you are the one who... Uh, <laughs> Who brought up this with? So, Australia and Canada medal predictions for the Commonwealth Games. We've got a pen and paper ready to go here. Okay, so for Australia, I'm going to say uh, 53 gold. Um, backing that up with 47 silver and mm-hmm. uh, 49 bronze. Okay. And then Canada, oh, Canada, um, 29 gold. Um, 20 silver and 27 bronze. Oh, more gold than bronze. That's very un-Canadian. Um, all right, Colin, <laughs> over to you. Um, I'm going to say for Australia, uh, I'll go with 51 golds. I will go with 45 silver. And I'll go with 41 bronze. Okay. Just completely off the top of my head. And then Canada, I'm going to say 33 golds uh, because we lost to grass, but we're going to improve at least one because we've got the swimmers. Uh, I'm going to say 20 silver, and I'm going to say 31 bronze. Oh, God, look at you two both thinking that the bronzes are going to be down on camp. Very un-Canadian that they would win uh, so little bronze. Um, I feel like I'm going to get Mallory to give predictions too, because she'll be here with me in a couple of days and sort of working in the games herself. So uh, it'll be interesting to kind of see from her perspective now that she's got both camps as well. All right, you two, you are underestimating the hell out of Australia, can I just say. 53 and 51, go away. Uh, Australia will win 76 gold. <laughs> Don't laugh. We won 84 in Melbourne and 74 in Delhi, so that's doable. 76 gold. We will win uh, 53 silver, and we will win 84 bronze. <laughs> that's bumping the bronze For a grand up. total of? Uh, 
insert number here once I get calculator. <laughs> uh, Canada. Hmm, that's a good one. Let's see. How did you go in Glasgow here? 32 in Glasgow. Only 26 in Melbourne and Delhi. So you've improved on the up by six. You've gone for 33, 29. Well, I have to go for more. So I'm going to go for 40 gold. Nice even number there. I'm going to, I'm going to have faith in the Canadians. Uh, we're going to put you at only 31 silver. And I'm going to go 62 bronze. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go on the high. Just out of curiosity, what was your gold medal prediction for Australia in Pyeongchang? I think I had three, didn't I, in Pyeongchang? Um, I went for the highest in the gold from memory. I think I got the silver and bronze. I, 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 yeah, we all got very close. But, you know, I, I did say we'd win at least three gold, I think. In, uh... We all got really close. We all predicted single digits. We got close. <laughs> okay, so 213 total for Australia, I've said there. For Canada, that's 40, 31, 62. 133 in total for Canada. Oh, my goodness. Um, I need to rethink that, maybe. For Colin, you've gone for Australia a total of 137. I reckon Australia's got to win about uh, 70 more medals than you've predicted there, Colin. <laughs> Canada, you have gone for a total of 84 medals. Wow, I have high hopes. And Jared, uh, you have gone for a total of 149 there for Australia. And for Canada, you have gone for a total of 76. So, um, there you go. That's, um, if we don't do a daily, if we even just do one wrap up, well, we don't know again, but we've at least got the medal predictions there. Uh, I love it. Uh, we, we get extra competitive. Uh, but we're looking forward to it no matter what happens. It's the first time we're off the podium. We can officially say one of us is covering the games from the area that they're in. So we look forward to all of us being in Tokyo together in, uh, two years time. Jared, bring on the games. Bring on the Commonwealth games. This is exciting. I'm, I'm pumped up and excited. Yeah, bring on the lawn bowls and the netball and the squash. Maybe we can be lucky to be on air one time when the lawn bowls is on and do some commentary or something like that. And, um, Colin, I really hope that your NVDR or whatever the hell it is uh, <laughs> gets exciting for you and uh, your free trial works and uh, that Canada can bring the glory of the gold across the uh, Pacific and uh, dominate the Commonwealth. Yeah, thanks for nothing, Andre de Grasse. Yes, Andre de Grasse. What are you doing? All right, at least I get to see... Uh, I'm going to try and bump into Penny. and my, my goal is to meet Penny Alexiak and Liza McCartney. If I can get them together... <laughs> That's an even more of a thing. In a boxing ring. <laughs> well, they can switch sports. It can be, um, what's her name? Ledecca, uh, you know, and just kind of, yeah. you know, switch sports over. Uh, but yes, like us on Facebook and remember to subscribe. And uh, as I said, we'll have some sporadic uh, updates throughout the games of when we can do episodes and uh, ultimately cover these games. It was very, very exciting. Our first ever Commonwealth Games coverage. And we're very excited to bring them to you. This has been Off the Podium. My name is Ben, and we'll speak to you soon. Good night. Together, they underline the impressive contribution that Australia has made to the successful development of the Commonwealth.